Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Today, my first guest, I want to deal with drama, all the drama. We're all heading back into our homes and working from home. And now we got kids there, at least a lot of us do. I mean, and even think about it, how to deal with a teenager. It seems to be the question that parents have been asking since the dawn of time. My next guest is a licensed therapist, and I'm going to need somebody as we go through all this, being at home with the family all the time. And she's got years of experience dealing with difficult situations, especially right now. So we're going to jump right into taking on the tough questions of dealing with certain things inside the home with our families right now, because with parents working from home and kids doing remote learning and teenagers getting bored, family dynamics are sure to be very interesting. They were interesting before, now they're compounded. So please welcome the host of Power Your Parenting Moms and Teens podcast on C-Suite Radio, Colleen O'Grady. Welcome to All Business, Colleen. Thanks for it and welcome for being a part of the show today. I am excited to be here. <laughs> so how are you coping with all this? Do you, do you still have kids at home? Uh, I don't. My daughter is on the other side of the country. Oh. So, <laughs> well, that adds its own things, right? Because I, yeah. I have one child who's an adult, um, you know, in her 30s. But still, I keep telling her, Dad, don't worry about me. Hey, I'm still a dad. I'm always going to be a dad. Right. I'm never even. I'm 90, and I hope to live that long. <laughs> and you're and you're 70, right, or whatever, whatever age, something like that. And I said, I'm still going to be treating you like my little girl. That's the way it works, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she she's okay. She uh, she's in LA, but mm. she um, some friends have a cabin or a house that's outside north closer to Joshua tree. So she's quarantined with a group of friends and she's having a grand old time. <laughs> so right now, all of these families have been shoved together. Right. Normally they never spend this much, much time together. Yes. But they're doing it now. Yes. What advice do you have? Because I'm seeing these memes that go across where it shows people working from home at their desk and they've duct taped the kids to the wall or to the floor, you know, and tied them up. <laughs> Aside from that, don't advocate that. That should be last resort, not first resort, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so what advice do you give to people right now on, on dialing down that drama at home and how to make it more, you know, work friendly and family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say, uh, so when you're quarantined together, like people are going to get on your nerves and like yeah. the little things are going to get on your nerves. Like, Oh my God, you're chewing so loud, like ridiculous things. So it's yeah. very helpful to not say that. <laughs> so just yeah. to go, um, I really suggest taking breaks. And mm -hmm. one, one thing that you're trying to kind of negotiate is space. And so you can take walks. You can even sit in your car. But everybody in your family is, is going to need some space. And another thing I think is, can be really helpful is because uh, I've been talking to a lot of people, a lot of people lately. And you just want to be really good about communicating. So, so for example... 
um, I had, I had one teenage girl and she was like, my dad is so mad at me. Like he's not talked to me in a few days. And I said, have you done anything? Well, no. I said, well, maybe you have, maybe it's, he's just having some hard times with his business. So it's like kind of really helpful, like to tell people like, Hey, it's not you. I'm, I'm dealing with some stuff. I'm feeling stressed out, but I, it's, I'm not mad at you. So that can be helpful. And teenagers are going to have their feelings. Like these feelings are going to kind of come up because they're not with their friends. Everything they've been looking forward to in the spring has been canceled. And so it's like they get to have it, but they don't get to offload it on you. So it's yeah. like, like, it's okay that you're having these feelings and um, like they need to learn how to take their own breaks, but it's like, yeah, I get it. I get why that's hard for you. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Hey folks, we're doing live right now. And I don't uh, want you to, I want you to remember from time to time, we're going to take a few breaks here because we've got customers uh, to take care of or clients to take care of who are advertisers. And, and of course, Colleen knows that because she's got a podcast on C-suite radio as well. And uh, it's all about powering your parenting moms and teens podcast, uh, which is a, a number of, by the way, one of our top 10 shows on C-suite radio, which is awesome. So it's been doing very well. You know, I, I have found we have had my brother-in-law move in. Now, my brother-in-law is what some would refer to as being mentally handicapped, cognitive dissonance, cognitive disabilities. And um, he's, he's only a few years younger than I am, uh, operates, and I can say this, guy, he and I talk about this as well. He's operating at a, at a lower level, about a 12, 13-year-old man. And we've had some issues. I mean, we've had some real issues and we've had to kind of like lay the groundwork. So what we did and see if this helps, see if you say this is good. We just sit down and said, Todd, we're going to make a, we're going to make a chart for you. You're going to have duties. You're going to have responsibilities. You can't sleep in until noon every day. Okay. You don't get to do that in your unit. You don't get to do that where you live with your roommates. So you don't get to do that here. So, and we've had to set up duties and we went through some rough, rough, couple of days I'm telling you and finally Sunday it blew up like boom and um you know is that good to do is to set those kind of parameters I would think it would be yeah yeah absolutely um yeah what you're doing you you want your kids and your teens and everyone to have a schedule and um and you want to be you want to be flexible because this this is unprecedented so it may not work so the question you want to want to keep asking, is this schedule working? And you want to keep tweaking it. So um, like the teens might want to sleep till like noon or something. So that's yeah. not going to work or stay up till four in the morning. So you want to keep talking about it. And, um, and be, I think being very clear about boundaries is going to be really helpful. Like, um, so for all the you working parents out there, you know, to be really clear to your kids, like from you know, eight to 11, I, I need, I'm going to be working hard and I'll come out at 11, but I, I don't need to be interrupted. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's important. I think, yep. And I love the idea that you said about setting the boundaries, setting a space, like this is mommy and daddy's space. This is our workspace. This is important to do. And at the same time, I mean, there's some things that are happening. I and we'll 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 talk about that. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come right back. Because I gotta tell you an interesting story that just happened about a bra. <laughs> C-suite radio. 
Okay, we're back. Thanks very much for allowing us to take a little bit of commercial break. Yeah, I just mentioned a bra right before the break. I was actually <laughs> on a conference call with an executive and her seven-year-old took out her bra and was dancing behind her. He had just come out of the shower, grabbed the laundry basket, wrapped in a towel, butt naked, and then had her bra, which was sizable and red, by the way, and was dancing with it behind her head during the conference call on Zoom. And, and of course, I had to tell her that, oh my gosh, uh, so-and-so, you might want to turn around. And then chaos ensued, as you can imagine, as she chased him around uh, during this time period. You know, I think we're over that, you know, this period of, of awkwardness that we've always had with home-based businesses and work from home, where you're so afraid that someone will walk behind you and so forth. Listen, I'm talking to my team. The kids are jumping up in the lap because we've got young teams. I'm okay with that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, my yeah. son has two grandbabies, two grand, uh, five and a, and a three-year-old, and they jumped up on his laps during our conference calls. And of course, Papa gets to wave. I'm okay with that. And, yeah. and I think we've relaxed a little bit. Don't you think that's going to happen as part of this? Yeah. I, I mean, I think the more flexible you are, the more you're going to enjoy your family. Yeah. Like, so if, if you have the interruptions and, and like you said, like for sure with the little ones you are, um, yeah, it's not the end of the world. And I think having a sense of humor right now is so important. Oh, you've got to you've got to have this. You've got to have a way to release the tension because there's a lot of tension, a lot of drama going on there without question. And and the littlest things become the biggest things. And they, yeah. they always have. I mean, take teenagers, for instance, when I raised two of my own. It seemed that a little, it's, and I think it's a little harder than it was a few years back, right? So how can parents, especially with teenagers, engage when they're introverts and don't have a need for social interaction? Because a lot of teenagers, I think, kind of, you know, kind of uh, huddle back right now, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So how can you bring that out without, without crossing the boundary too much with them? Yeah. Well, okay. So then that brings us to social media. So they can be in their digital world 24 seven. And, uh, and there's like the good news about that is like for all of us is we can connect, we can connect on Zoom and they're comfortable with that and they need that connection. But I strongly recommend taking breaks, still having yeah. social media breaks. And it's okay for kids to be bored. And here's the reason, if kids are bored, mm -hmm. they start to get creative. They'll pull out that guitar. They'll be willing to hang out with you. They'll, um, you know, they're going to be looking for something to do. They're going to, you know. <laughs> they're going to hang know. out with you reluctantly, reluctantly <laughs> at first, you know. But then if you start, I mean, like right now, we have a puzzle upstairs. And so whenever we take a break, and even during the day, I'll just go up there for five minutes and just play around with a cut. It just breaks my mind up, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. 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 So hey, um, Scott Eastman, a hey, Scott Eastman just sent a question is how do you think this time of quarantine uh, and ways of uh, new ways of finding uh, to communicate will change the way we operate going forward post crisis, especially how do you think that will work? Um, well, with communication, I, I mean, I, I mean, our, our kids, our teens are already very comfortable with that. So, um, yeah. so that's good news. Uh, uh what I, I am hoping, the silver lining from all of this is that you have opportunities to have connections with your family 
because you are at home. If you have a strong enough boundary and schedule, then like you said, like even bite-sized pieces, like you said, five minutes to do a puzzle, 10 minutes to do, you know, I don't just check in with each other, watch that YouTube video with your team. Um, and I've heard really good stories from my teams where they're, they're uh, like their dads, especially go, they go work out, they work out together. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. Be different. You know, yeah. the other thing, Colleen, I'm starting to see, and we've done this with our own family and I don't know why we didn't do it before. We've had we have had texting going on as a family group. So I have with my my wife's family, my family, and then a couple of different because I've got step brothers, stepsisters, I've got different pieces of our family, and so we have different groups, you know. Yeah. And and we've been we've been texting for a long time, but starting a couple of weeks ago, we started doing group Facetime calls. And, yeah. And. And now we're planning um, a, a Pictionary night, a game night where we all get on all across the country and play games. I actually think some of this communication is going to change the way we communicate with our families yeah. moving forward, just like it has with our employees, but with our families. Have yeah. you done any of that yet? Have you done that with yours? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the more FaceTime, more Zoom calls, um, getting yeah. a lot of people together. Yeah, absolutely. And then you think, yeah, exactly like you said, like, why haven't I thought of this before? But yeah. So a lot of us are losing our temper, especially right away. When, when I first was sequestered, because I got sequestered early, my wife and I quarantined ourselves uh, because we were exposed. And then we quarantined ourselves out in our ranch in South Dakota. And so and I got to tell you, I'm, I get a little testy, okay? And the tempers rose. And a couple of times I snapped. I'm now better after this first couple of weeks than I was the first two weeks, right? So, so it's easy to lose your temper right now. How do you deal with being in each other's space? I mean, how, let's, get, let's get back to that question. Now, what advice do you have for parents who are working you know, full-time right now about, about that space? How do we define that better, those conditions of satisfaction? Yeah. Well, I mean, so first is you have to be, you have to know, like, man, I am getting testy. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times, instead of us kind of checking in with ourselves, we just push. So if you're like, you know, I'm feeling a little bit off. We as, as adults are responsible for our emotions. And so what I would say is, <laughs> I, I try to do my best. I'm not, uh, I, I always eventually become responsible at first. I think it's everybody else's fault, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say for all for moms and dads, um, it's really important to take massively good care of yourself, which like, don't stop exercising mm. because 20 to 25 minutes of cardio gets rid of excess cortisol and adrenaline for 24 hours. And if you're just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there, you've got this excess adrenaline and cortisol with no place to go. So it's easy to get angry. So yeah. very helpful to exercise and to take space. All right. Well, speaking of taking space, we're going to take some space right now. We're going to pause for a break and come right back. All right. C-Suite Radio. Now, I, again, I want to get in this space or touching my stuff. Okay. Because <laughs> seriously, I'm still about that. I, I woke up this morning and you know, I went to the bathroom to go get, get ready. I took the shower and then I started looking around at my, my, you know, vanity area and all my bottles and stuff are missing because my wife decided to take it upon herself that 
I don't need that stuff out there and I have to put it away. I like my stuff out there. Don't put my stuff away. So we had to have a discussion. We had to have a little family meeting. Like, hey, babe, I don't, don't touch my stuff. How many times have I told you don't touch my stuff, right? But, I, you know, I find us, uh, you know, I, I call those conditions of satisfaction. I mean, how do you do that with your kids, like misplacing stuff? I mean, my God, come on. Seriously, you can't put the... The, the, the clicker for the television in the same place every time, why must I go find it? Why must I go over to my dish network, hit the little button so it will beep so I can find it? It doesn't make sense to me. Yes. <laughs> Just yes? I mean, seriously, okay. that's all you got for me? Is that yes? You don't have any, any more advice about how I can no. save myself? No, I, I have more... <laughs> I'm saying yes. That is like across across the country and around the world. This is a a thing, and yeah. uh, you know, talked to a, a girl yesterday, and oh my god, me and me and my sister are fighting so much because she comes in my room and takes my shirts or takes my yeah. makeup or takes things. So there's yeah. the taking my stuff thing. You know, it's yeah. So I think um, I think it's good. I I mean this. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. That's going to be really helpful. And so I think having a sense of humor about it, you know, is is like, okay, no one's dying from the coronavirus because someone touched my stuff here. And so, but I think playfulness is helpful. Is and sarcasm in this way when it's towards yourself. Like, you know, if if my stuff is not where it is, I mean, I might just implode. I don't know what's going to happen to my, you know, so yeah. this may not seem like, but making seeing these three little things on my desk, I feel like the world is, is right. Is right. Because, right. because I think all those little things, the world out there is so chaotic that we got to have our little, our, our bottles lined up. And, and so yeah. there's, so it, it does matter. And I think when you can connect to the deeper meaning, I think you can be playful with it, but connect to the deeper meaning. You know, if I see my bottles are there, I, I feel like the world's okay. Yeah, well, but I don't care whether it's COVID <laughs> or not. Don't, Tammy, listen right now. If you're listening to me right now, don't touch my stuff. Don't move my stuff. I don't care. Virus, no virus, you know, whatever. I don't like it. Don't do it. There you go. That's it. Well, it's right. good you're clear. Yeah, we. I try to be clear. I got. We got a couple minutes left. In this couple minutes, we got left. I listen. I, I. I saw someone post their high school graduation picture the other day, and they did it so that it, it was an honor of the of the seniors, the mm-hmm. kids right now, who are going to miss theirs. Yeah, they're going to miss their graduations. I mean, chances are, odds are, right. Holy moly. And they're missing their prompts. Now, for some of these kids, these are the biggest moments of their life. And quite frankly, Colleen, I think you'd admit you probably remember your prom. You right. Know? Yeah. You certainly probably remember your graduation. I showed up. I was good. I, I, I like mine. <laughs> I, and uh, not to mention, I was the keynote speaker back then because I was the <laughs> student body president and all that stuff. So I gave the baccalaureate. But I still remember my speech. It was a, I quoted Skip Ross, one of the greatest speakers of all time. I still remember that speech. I have it. I still have it somewhere written <laughs> somewhere in some, uh, some, some trunk. But anyway, so how do you deal with kids right now? And I, in our, in our moment that we have live, how do you deal with kids right now that are missing those proms and graduations? What should we be doing? What should we do? How can we make it special? Yeah, well, there, there, I mean, so many things. One is you just, you need to validate. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. 
you know, I really feel bad for you. I hate this. I wish I could do something different. And then I want to, I want to end with not end. you're ending this thing, but, but with a positive future focus, like, and, and have them kind of y'all brainstorm about how can we make this up in the future? You know, because yeah. you could, you could have oh, a, do something special. Yeah. yeah a celebration you could have a, in July. Yeah. yeah. A graduation party in July or, you know, and then have fun planning that in the future. So there's something to look forward to. Yeah, I think, so. Uh, you know what, I'm going to ask you, I want to go a little bit longer just for a second here. I want to ask you one more question. Okay. Um, I, I've, I just saw a post the other day of a woman who died and then, um, and then a friend said, oh my God, then her daughter committed suicide. Uh, and uh, yeah, like you're talking about a double whammy and just couldn't deal with it. What, are there any warning signs we need to be watching out with young teens right now? Mm-hmm. Well, I am a big believer in having a good, strong connection with your teen. And, and that's if you can listen to their feelings and check in with them. I really uh, re- uh, recommend having a daily check-in. Kind of like, how are we doing today? You have one yeah. word to describe today. Um, and then I think when you listen, when you validate kids' feelings, that's super helpful. And then... Um, I think that's spot ahead. on. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's spot on. I think that's spot on. I think it's unbelievable to be able to do that. You know what? I'm doing that with my team. I'm doing that with my team, but I'm not doing that with my family. Mm. Okay. There you yeah. go. I'm doing that with my team. I'm not doing family. So listen, Colleen, I, I could go on all day because I, I want to do everything I can to help people. And I know you do too, but we, unfortunately we, we got to wrap things up. I'm talking to Colleen Grady, licensed family therapist, author, and podcast host right here on C-Suite Radio. You got to check it out. It's one of our top 10 podcasts on our network. Cause Hey, we all, we all got families. And we all got problems. Ain't no doubt about that. And if you don't have a problem, then trust me, you got a big problem because you don't know it. Okay. So there you go. So Colleen, thanks so much for being right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. I loved it. Thank you so much. Hey, at the end of every single show, I like to talk about what I learned. I learned a lot from Colleen. It was great to have those discussions because I always get my head clear and I like that. But you know what I learned today? And we're going to talk about some more Uh, that we'll learn from other guests coming up because we talk about the importance of being mindful right after this. But right now, the things that I learned from this segment of the show was about defining boundaries. You know, whether you were going through this, um, you know, in more intensely being at home than ever before, or um, maybe in the new normal, okay, we still want to talk about defining uh, boundaries. I think that's important for us to do. I always call it uh, you know, conditions of satisfaction. Okay. That's cool. When you're talking about the goals, where you want to go and so forth, but defining boundaries and, uh, you know, a little bit of schedules and things like that. Very important right now. That's what I learned right here on all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Let's talk about this part of my show. Business moves at breakneck speed. We know that it's moving fast. I have never been busier in my life, but that doesn't mean that human beings must move at that same speed. Now, while we need to pivot and adapt quickly, my next guest believes we are, guess what? Human beings, not just people who work, uh, not human doings, human beings. How we can use our mindfulness to improve our business culture, that's what we want to find out. And we talk about in this show, because I'm going to be talking to one of the four 
foremost experts on mindfulness. And I want to know how leaders can benefit from being more mindful. And what is mindfulness? Let's get a definition of that. And we talk about that in the show. I'm talking with Holly Duckworth, the CEO of Leadership Solutions International. She is a best-selling author. You got to go check out her book. We talk about that, Everyday Mindfulness for the C-Suite Executive. And she's a podcaster on C-Suite Radio. She's got a mindful podcaster. And I'm telling you, that podcast is going through the roof right here on C-Suite Radio. So she's here to keep out all of the information to give us all the stuff that we need to know about being being mindfulness and being present in these uncertain times. Welcome to All Business, Holly Duckworth. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me on All Business. Oh, this is awesome to have you. And, and you know, listen, in this, it, it, I, it's going to be interesting to see how we come out of this, right? Because I think it's going to make us some people said friendly, and I said, no, 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 I don't think so. I think it'll make us still guarded. I think it'll make us more neighborly. I think it'll make us more human, okay, and more, you know, understanding towards people. But I, in times of uncertainty, most people turn inwards. So what kind of opportunities are you finding right now? Jeff, I'm as busy as I, I have ever been with private coaching. And then I'm offering kind of these little mini motivational mindfulness trainings that mindfulness has been out kind of in the awareness, but some people have followed it. Some haven't followed it. And in this time now, people are really open to the possibility. So I'm doing a lot of little mini trainings on mindfulness. And then, of course, helping people stay motivated. So how is mindfulness going to help us to explain what mindfulness means? Perfect. I was hoping you'd ask me that question. I think it's important that we kind of always start with that. Um, mindfulness is a little unknown because there's not really one agreed upon definition of it. But um, yeah. for purposes of my business, I use uh, John Kabat-Zinn's definition. He's the founder of the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Institute. And his definition is mindfulness is the practice of being present in the moment with non-judgment. And I always like to highlight the word practice because it's a practice, not a perfect. <laughs> and in today's day and age, that's important. And uh, the non-judgment piece, which I think a lot of us are being invited into right now. Does this really matter? Can I, can I move? Can I just let this one go and move on? I think that practice and mindfulness is key. Well, there's two parts of that that are really tough for a lot of people right now, right? First of all, let's just deal with the non-judgment part. That's a tough one. That's a tough for a lot of people because, you know, most of us have had a lot of experience. You're going, oh, that's bullshit. Or this is this is cool. I like that. And, and I think most people react to most things positive or negatively, right? I think that's Fester's theory of cognitive dissonance, right? See, not everybody. You, you, I can read books too, Holly. So, <laughs> You know, and so I think that's a tough one for a lot of people is to let go first of the judgment. I'm going to get into being present because I think that's a whole different thing. But but, but the judgment thing is a very difficult thing for people to let go, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think this is where the observer mind really comes in right now that when our home and our office and our home and our work and family is all kind of one thing, this is a great opportunity to practice stepping kind of out of yourself and watching yep. the situations happening and just taking that instead of reacting that moment to respond and go, okay, how do I really feel in this moment and giving ourselves languaging. Some of these feelings are things we've never felt before. So really giving ourselves permission to think about, am I happy, sad, upset, frustrated, and really allowing ourselves to get the right words. And we're talking a lot about, we've got to communicate better with one another. Well, that that's going to require us to perhaps use new languaging as well. Well, but that's, but that's, that stepping back is a really good trait of a great leader. And especially for CEOs that I know that are at that level, 
You know, I was on the phone yesterday working with someone on billions of dollars of orders. And they kept telling me, well, we've got this sold. We've got this sold. We got this sold. Literally, they had 18 to $21 billion in orders standing in their hands. And I had to say to them, no, they're not real. And they said, oh, and the chief sales officer was just livid, livid at me, screaming at me. And I said, tell me how many of those you fulfilled. And, and they said, none. I said, then they're not real. It's all paper money. It's all, it's all a thing. And so had I, had I got caught up into, oh, sell, 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 and taken the judgment of, yes, these are real, rather than just set back and, and say, let's don't be judgmental at them. Let's look at it. So to me, that's the same thing. Let's talk, let's switch now, because I really liked your, your being in present, being present. I, that's how I describe it, how you be present. It's, it's, I find myself, it's really tough right now because I got, I got conversations going on. There's email, there's text, all this stuff is coming at me at the same time. And many times, uh, you know, a while ago, someone walked into the, into my space, which happens to be my wife to talk to me about finances and talk to me about the stuff in the business. And I wasn't paying attention. And then she said one key word. And I went, what, what did you say? Okay, hang on. And I had to say, hang on. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, let me be present with you. Now tell me what you just said, right? It, are people finding that very tough to do? Absolutely. And I think right now we have to remember our presence is the greatest present that we can give anyone at this time. Mm. And, and we're not always going to be able to give everybody our presence, but when we do that, they know that we're fully with them. I like to say, put your ears on your heart and, and, you know, hello, business partner, associate. I, I can't, can't be with you right now. I can be with you in 15 minutes or 20 minutes or two hours that, but once you commit to that, that you're fully with them in that moment, right now we are in this place of uh, mindfulness as a practice. We're either in grief about the past or we're in anticipatory grief about the future. And really the only power we have right now as a mindful CEO or a mindful leader is really breathing into this space right now. And sometimes I even find myself when my mind is mindful, like mindful and not mindful, that this is that opportunity for us to really go, okay, now, 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 what's the decision I have to make right now, make it move forward. Uh, I, you know, hearing you, you know, breathe, just return to the breath for a yeah. second. Right. Right. And I, you know, I'm also really exploring this idea of, data on one side and and heart on the other side. You, you and I have had lots of conversations about this, that there are some businesses that operate data, 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 data is king. And some businesses that operate intuition is king. And I think right now this is dialing both of those things back into a center point where you can use all of the data, like that sales example you just used, but that extra breath is yeah. this data real? Use your your gut intuition, your your inner voice, and then then come from the the integration of both is where a mindful leader can really excel. Well, I have to be mindful of my sponsors, so I need to take a quick break. I'll be right back. C Suite Radio. Okay, we're we're talking with the mindfulness expert, and she is the, and we're talking about the importance of of being mindful. I'm talking to Holly Duckworth. She is the CEO of Leadership Solutions International. She's out of Denver, but she works worldwide. Uh, she leads the Mindfulness Council for the C-Suite Network, which we're very very proud of, and is just the she is the leader of this category without question. So we're so glad to have her. You know, it, being being present and to be and being mindful. 
uh, to me is to, to equate it to a business side of thing. It's like you're working in the business or you're working on the business. And I find when I'm more mindful, I'm working on the business rather than in it. You know, when I, cause to me, it's like, I'm out, I'm out of control. I'm out of control. So I'm like, I'm in the middle of it. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. But when I step back, then I'm, and I'm being more, what I call more mindful, it's always my definition of it. I, I, I breathe, I take time. I think, I think. And when I think more things come about, more clarity comes about in what I need to do and where I need to go. I love that. And I would add to it the idea of feel. Mm. Feel, 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 feel that just as much as all of your thinking mechanisms of your brain is important, your feeling nature of your heart is important. And the research from the HeartMath Institute actually scientifically proves that your heart actually thinks and feels faster than your brain. So the more that we can wire those two, that that short distance from your head to your brain, the more mindful we can become. Well, and I, I, you know, I did it. I did some something today. I had to uh, with one of my officers and executives and partners in the company. She she called me today, and normally she takes up if it's forty minutes, she takes up the whole time, and uh, which is awesome. But I just said to her, I said, "Look, I don't have, I don't, I can't be with you today. I can be with you, but here's how I can do it. You can, don't explain things to me. Don't tell me the background." Give me the things that you need me to either decide on or that are mission critical that I have to help you with. Go. And to me, that was also being a little bit mindful in terms of being the space of defining well, we're going to operate it. And it wasn't so much of us having to go through everything. And then makes me like, oh, my God, do we have to have this meeting? You know, uh, kind of thing. Let me ask you a question. Is practicing mindfulness for everyone? I believe it is for everyone, but everyone is going yeah. to do it differently. We um, sometimes mindfulness gets filed under meditation. And while meditation is one mm. way to be mindful, it's not the only way. Yeah. So I often invite CEOs and executives to try different ways. And I've got the mindful leader mini poster. We, you know, give that away as something to think about. You know, it's what do you believe? How are you moving your body? How are you using technology? What are the intentions you're setting? And that example you used with your colleague is kind of the idea, the mindful idea of intention setting. How are you going to put your energy in motion? And the, the more we can refine that, I invite people every day to pick one word, one word. you know, for you, that, that meeting for that exact, it was focus, like your put my energy in motion, focus, you know, there's going to be times that put your energy in motion is happy or fun, but that team dynamic, a mindful company sets an intention for all of the projects that they're doing. And you'd be surprised when you set that intention, how the universe, your team, everything rises up to meet that. So I'm known as a very AAA personality, in your face, intensive, very transparent, sometimes, I won't use the word volatile, but very energetic. Okay, would be the way I, I, I wear everything on my sleeve and I just say it as I say it uh, in sometimes good ways and sometimes bad ways, but mostly good. I'd say 95 percent good. But every once in a while, I go over the edge. So how can mindfulness improve your employee experience? Great question, Jeff. You're asking. That's, about that's why I asked them. You're, you're asking about the employee experience, not your your experience. So you want to know about the person. Well, I got my play. experience. I get what it means to me. How can I how can I help them utilize this? Because it also helps me. And I think it makes better team dynamics that way, too. Right. Does that make sense? 
I go back to the, the practice of kind of recognizing each person's gifts. And when we reboot this economy, I think it's no doubt that we're each going to be in a we economy. We're all going to have to use our strengths more and yeah. let, let some of those things go. But recognizing yeah. that and then unifying together around that that if we can always give the mindful benefit of the doubt when when Jeff is growling wait as he's doing this from a good good point of view that that yeah. recognition and that unification just mindfully again observing okay here here's my my teammate or my my boss is growling hold on just breathe and give him the benefit of the doubt and then from that place build your teams yeah what about you know my wife is she meditates and i've meditated and i used to do it a long time ago but I kind of find like, eh, I don't like to do that, but I find different ways to kind of center myself and do and practice certain things. Bre- breathing is my, by, by far my best way to be able to do it just to put myself, but you know, I do, I do my other things in different ways. I, so, so what are some other ways that I can center myself, meditate, uh, put myself into a, a sense of mindfulness without having to meditate or do yoga? Cause let me tell you what, I am not doing the downward dog. Okay. Not doing <laughs> well, you know, I'm with, I'm with someday. you on that. Yeah. On, on, the, on the back of my book, it says no yoga mat required. So I'm, I'm yeah, with you. Totally. I'm with that ain't going to happen. The closest I'm going to do to that kind of meditation is maybe hire a physical trainer and watch them do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that you're going to, again, have to lean into that wisdom of your heart. For some people, it's going to be a little gratitude journal on your desk those five things mm-hmm. I celebrate. For others, it might be um, an affirmation. I'm doing my podcast. I'm proud to be a podcast host on C-Suite Radio, Everyday Mindfulness Show. I'm doing the yeah. show every single day. And, um, and your number, by the way, your numbers are going through the roof. I, you're doing I, really well. I mean, I'm, ever since you joined us, your, your numbers have gone up, but they're really starting to go, uh, really. I mean, I, I see all this stuff. So congrats. Good Thank job. you. But I mean, that show is about all of us need to find our own way to be mindful. So, you know, some of us, it's um, just that moment to center. It's the singing bowl. But um, I know for you, sometimes it's getting on the back of a tractor. You know, right now, a lot of us yeah, are trying to find ways is. to walk. Um, I shared with you some of my mandala coloring things. You talked about a, a puzzle. Um, it's leaning into your five senses. Right now, I'm listening to 528 hertz, which is an um, energetic alignment of music. Totally. Um, yeah. I've got essential oils going in my, my diffuser. That uh, That's where p- practicing the presence is what, what's going to bring you back to your own center. I got to get back to that. We played the megahertz in as background for our office at one time, and it it just calmed people. It was different. I got to get back to doing that to, for everybody. I I actually use my end of the day. We have meetings with the the team and their huddles, and for me, those are calming times for me because I spend time going, okay, what was easy today? What was hard today? How are you feeling? You know, and, and to me, those, I, I don't know, maybe uh, to me, those are mindfulness kinds of things for me, uh, probably not for everybody else. What's the, what's the number? What's an, oh, go ahead, Holly. You were going to say something. Well, that. the idea I was going to, going to plant there is um, what you visualize, you actualize. And so right now, if, if you are rolling out of bed and you're, oh my God, another day, you, you create that energy wave that I work with my coaching clients to sit down and we visualize their day. Okay. I want to get up and I'm going to have a healthy breakfast. And then I'm going to have a positive meeting with Jeff and I'm going to have an engaging meeting with Tim. And we actually run a movie in their mind. So they visualize a positive day 
And then at the end of the day, they got to play that good movie back that, you know, just like when we go, you know, when we used to go to restaurants, we'd order chicken and we knew 20 minutes later, the chicken would come that same ordering up of your day can happen in corporate America with your teams. When you take that time, what you visualize, you actualize. So as you're starting to use that reflection time at the end of the day, also use that morning time, Jeff, to start creating how you want to feel throughout your day. And I bet you'll see more and more positive things come through. Yeah, this is the value of a great coach. And and I'm going to come, we're going to take a quick break, but I want to come back and ask you the number one thing we can do to be mindful in the current climate. So we'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Of course, we're talking with Holly Duckworth, the CEO of Leadership Solutions International, and she is a best-selling author, and she's hit it in a number of categories. you got to check out our mindfulness book. She's got a podcast. She leads the Mindfulness Council as part of the C-Suite Network. I'm telling you, she's a superstar. I mean, she's showing that mindfulness can make big bucks. I'll tell you that right now. So before the break, Holly, I was asking you, what's the number one thing we can do to be mindful in the current climate? Jeff, thanks for for the question and all those those great kudos. I, I'm gonna gonna tease up a little idea. I actually just re-released a book just for your audience and, and CEOs and executives. It's called Everyday Mindfulness for the C-Suite Executive. It's available on Amazon. And I think it's really capturing that one thing that we can all do. And I call it the ABCs. Right now, affirm the good. <laughs> now say mm. a positive affirmation every day. Breathe. And just center yourself. When that energy gets rolling out there, you were talking about it. My phone's going, my email's going, just affirm the good, breathe and center. And this book gives you a daily two to five minute. It's a little inspirational quote and allows you to do all of those things. It's just, it's called Everyday Mindfulness for the C-Suite. It's 30 days to a calm and powerful presence. It's on Amazon. But I think that's the one thing we can all do is dedicate two to five minutes to our own being fully in the moment. And you'll see the more you practice that, it's going to allow you to be in the moment in these times of challenge and overwhelm. And I think it's important, and we'll end with this last little question because I think it relates to it. What we have to do as leaders is make it as easy as possible for our team, and it's very stressful. And so we know that that has a high impact. What's the, what's the impact that stress does have on an organization? I'm working on a blog right now called Human Capital Depreciation. We've got to be careful to not depreciate our people. This we talk about, it's, it's a series of sprints that are actually becoming a marathon that right now, I think there's two words you can do to be most mindful and it's speak in the other person's language and say, thank you. So if they're Twitter people or Microsoft teams or zoom or whatever their thing, thank them, thank them, thank them, thank them for taking the time away from their family or doing the the multiple juggling. Um, I have a coworker. She's, trying to trying to do it all right now. And I just know if her boss recognized her, said they were a team together and gave thanks, that would make a lot of difference in the world. And we all as mindful leaders have the opportunity to do that. Wise words, wise words. I tell you, you got to take that to heart. I, you know, and it, I know, listen, folks, I know it's tough. I know it's tough as a leader, as a leader of the business, your department group, whatever. It's stressful. It's tough. And I am running like a bat out of hell. I can tell you that right now. And I think most of us are. And I, I don't always take the time to do that. And you need to do that. So this is a great, great reminder. We've been talking with, with Holly Duckworth. Now, Holly is the CEO of Leadership Solutions. You heard about her book, Everyday Mindfulness for C, or the C-Suite. You got to get that. You got to go get it. So it, takes you, it takes you a couple minutes a day. I love it. I love that book. Got it. 
Okay. And I've been actually doing some of it. I won't say I've been doing it all, but I'm getting into the practice of doing it. And you should be doing the same thing too. And don't forget, check out her podcast on C-Suite Radio. And hey, she, if you're into mindfulness, if you're looking for a place to really exhibit that kind of leadership and to be the best that you can be at that, make sure you check out Holly's Council. It's a peer-to-peer group for people and executives who want to lead with mindfulness. Wow, what an impactful show. I love talking to Holly. She always makes me think. She makes me pause. She makes me be mindful. And I thought that was really good. You know what I learned from her segment? I learned that we can give the greatest gift of all, and that's being present. So when we're with our kids, when we're there with our grandkids, we're with our spouses, we're with, their, with our employees or even our customers to be mindful, to be present in that moment. Think about it. So we, we, we put out the distract, distractions and by being centered, by being mindful of that moment, we get more out of it. We give more back and together it just raises the bar. Okay. That's what I learned. So I hope that you will be present. I hope you're present when we're listening to all of our great wisdom that we have right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Don't forget to tell your friends that we're right here on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.